Maurice and I would like to take a little time to thank Robert Rogers and all the folks at Parks Motor Sales for sponsoring the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast. When you need special treatment during your next new or pre-owned vehicle purchase, visit Parks Motor Sales at 919 Nashville Highway in Columbia or visit them online at parksmotorsales.com. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yow, Mo Patton, Andrew Moore in the house, Coach Mike, coming to you from the Lee Company studio here in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. The dimple of the universe, my friends. And we are excited about this particular segment as I'm curious on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline, we have Nashville Sounds play-by-play announcer Jeff Hem, And I'm curious if he is coming to us live from Toledo or are you calling games in Nashville? I can tell you the answer the to answer? this question. Awesome. He is live in Toledo. That's awesome. That is Jeff, good morning. Guys, good morning. Thanks for having me on. And it, yeah, it is uh, a wonderful thing to have games to call, and it is even sweeter to be calling them uh, from the road in person for even a further sense of normalcy that uh, has been starved for for a while. So it's good to be with you. So, Jeff, I'll ask you, like, I'll, I'll take you back to school. with your, your first week of school, when you went back to school, you had to write that what did you do on your summer vacation? What did you do last year when you should have been calling 142 baseball games? Well, I, uh, I'm fortunate enough to be a, a full-time member of our front office staff. So uh, there were some other things no, hold, that stop, I stop, stop. help with. Stop a Go minute. Ahead. When you said fortunate enough, was that in air quotes? No, not okay. at all. It, 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 uh, it kept the paychecks coming last year. Uh, okay, you know, fortunate I mean, enough. <laughs> yeah, no, they, I, I meant it quite literally and, and passionately uh, because, I mean, you guys probably sense this from the sporting world. You get all kinds of examples of how, of how broadcasters, especially around minor league baseball, uh, are employed by their teams. Some are seasonal, uh, and they're on their own to find work in the off season. Or some are full time year round, like I am, where there might be, uh, you know, uh, marketing involvement or sales involvement or media relations or this or that. It's a little bit of a mix uh, around the AAA level. But I, I, I am a year round sounds employee, and I'm part of our partnerships and marketing team. So, um, and that turned out to be a, a wonderful thing for many reasons when there were no games to call in 2020. But, you know, like I've been telling people, it, it, was, it was certainly a, an awful year. And, uh, but we, we along the way kept thinking we had targets to try to hit. I mean, when things shut down in early March, 
Uh, we initially got word that our season would be delayed, but you know nobody knew how this thing was going to turn out. So there was really no there was no timetable to it. At first, we thought, okay, maybe maybe two three weeks. We've got to get this uh, pandemic under control. Well, we know how that unfolded, and then later on, it was like, well, maybe we can maybe we can start in June, and then Major League Baseball spring training 2.0 got cranked up in uh, mid June and into early July, and so we thought, okay, you know, if we can. If we can get the clearances, maybe we could still salvage 60, 75 games of this thing. And then that didn't happen. Ultimately, the season was canceled in July. And then we thought we had uh, we had it really to the finish line, just couldn't quite get the final clearances locally to have what we called the alternate season, where all these unsigned professional players who were looking for innings and at-bats and, and looking to salvage something after the minor league season was canceled – we were we the Stowns were essentially going to become an independent team, sign some players, uh, have them play exhibition games against themselves. Some of them were going to be local. At one point, even guys like Ben Zobrist were interested, and R.A. Dickey was helping facilitate some connections. And uh, we thought we had it in place, and then that uh, was not able to be pulled off. So to answer your question, what did we do as a Sounds front office? We kept thinking that there was something that we would be able to do. And, you know, minor league baseball teams are not in the business of being told no very often. Usually if there's, if there's some wacky promotion, you find a way to, to pull it off. So being told no throughout 2020 was was not a lot of fun. Um, but but I'm, I'm thankful that throughout that year, uh, a good chunk of our front office stayed intact. Uh, our, our principal owner, Frank Ward, took tremendous care of our staff uh, considering how a lot of other minor league teams handled the situation, so um, it, it it was a it was a, a an empty year from literally calling baseball games, which was a, a really weird thing to go through and something I hope never happens again. But there were different things that we were doing as a staff to try to uh, replace what turned out to be that lost season. We're on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Jeff Hem play-by-play broadcaster for the Nashville Sounds who is joining us from Toledo where the Nashville Sounds have opened (laughs) the AAA baseball season and it feels really weird not saying the Pacific Coast League season Jeff (laughs) yeah almost as weird as it felt saying the Pacific Coast League season for the Nashville Sounds yeah, there there are so many uh, changes in the minor league world now, some of them COVID-driven, some of them not. And from the last time the Sounds were on the field of September of 2019, we were a Texas Rangers affiliate playing in the Pacific Coast League. And to your point, we are now a Milwaukee Brewers affiliate again, had a 10-year run with them, as you know, from 05 through 14. Uh, so we're back with the Brewers, and we are in a realigned, re- reconfigured uh, much more geographically sensible league uh, that they've called the AAA East, where other than the Memphis Redbirds, we're playing brand new opponents, or at least opponents the Sounds haven't played for a couple of decades, going back to the old American Association days, like Toledo. They did play in the late 80s, early 90s, but uh, not many people know that. I certainly didn't know a lot of that history until we got our, our new setup. So, uh, but, but a lot of that part, you know, makes makes a lot of sense because you mentioned it. I would always tell, you know, like family back home, they'd say, what, what league are the sounds in? Well, it's called the Pacific Coast League. And they kind of look at you like, uh, <laughs> did I, you know, Nashville's not exactly a coast team, but 
you know, they, there used to be three AAA leagues. They, they absolved them into two. They kept the name, and that's how that evolved. But it did sound a little odd. So this part of it, I think, makes a lot of sense. I mean, there was a strong feeling from, uh, from people in the Sounds world and the Memphis Redbirds world that for years were sort of like, well, why don't they just take us two and put us over in the International League? Well, they've sort of done that. Omaha and Iowa also have come along from the old PCL to this new league. We don't play them this year, but I would imagine we probably would play them this year. Uh, for COVID purposes, it's a much more uh, centralized, uh, minimal travel was the goal for this year. So um, we're, we're, we're not even playing. Once, once we lost April and we're starting in early May like this, we were going to play Durham and Norfolk. They are, they are in our division, but because we lost April, we don't play them at all this year. So the schedule from that standpoint is a little odd because it's not, it's not totally balanced, but we're playing Gwinnett, we're playing Louisville, we're playing Memphis, we'll play Jacksonville, which is now a triple-A team. So that part of it is kind of a whole new world, but I'm excited about that part, and I think that part of it makes a lot of sense. And as I've told people, if you polled Middle Tennessee and said, okay, what major league teams do you, do you Middle Tennessee baseball fans predominantly follow – you're probably mostly going to get Braves, then you'll get Cardinals, you'll get Reds, and then maybe uh, some others from, uh, you know, a mix of other teams. Well, the, we're, we're excited that now we're going to play the Gwinnett team, the Braves AAA team. We're going to play so Louisville, we. the Reds AAA team. Yeah, and and we're going we're gonna to continue to play Memphis. And so from a fan standpoint, you know, we've got those kind of fans coming in with more opportunity to see the Major League team's affiliate that they might care a little bit more about so that new that new alignment i think it was uh, some of it covid driven but a lot of that was in the works from mlb even before the pandemic hit Uh, we knew in the minor league world that they had a lot of different things uh, from a major league baseball standpoint that they wanted to take a little bit more control of and and reconfigure a little bit more uh, sensibly, and and that's one change our new league and our new alignment i think that's one that is is very sensibly changed I, I for one am excited that we, we the sounds. I'm a sounds <laughs> fan. I have plenty of sounds gear and 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 go to enough games to I guess call myself that. Yeah, but Jeff. You're you know, in the mix. <laughs> if you've got a T-shirt that wasn't free, yeah, you're probably in the mix. That's, that's, um, what, that's what's great about being a fan. You get to use the word "we" and you feel part of it. That's great. That's no, good. And. I am so excited about the 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 new opponents because I never felt like there was any kind of I guess rivalry out you know yep. the Round Rock doesn't really excite me Oklahoma City even though I hate the Dodgers not wasn't it didn't excite me but now I feel like yeah. with some some geographical ties that this is going to be a positive for not only you know minor league baseball but like you said fans of other teams want to see their 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 farm system come through here and i think that's going to help attendance at nashville sounds games and as as we all know minor league sports attendance is pretty key <laughs> no doubt that's that's the i mean that's the bottom line and we the sounds want to create any opportunity for any fan to feel a reason to want to come to the ballpark. If you want to hang out in the band box and not watch the game, that's fine. If you are a diehard fan and you want to sit in the first row and not miss a pitch, 
we've got you. If you're somewhere in between, we've got multiple reasons of why you can come to a ball game. And to your point, these new opponents just add a whole other element of that where uh, if you're a Braves fan and we're going to play Gwinnett or whatever it is this year, 12, 16 times at First Horizon Park, there you go. All the more reason. And if you're a Braves fan, that means you're already a baseball fan. So maybe you were already coming to plenty of Sounds games or at least some, but now you've got reason to come to several more. And I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think other than the whole Nashville-Memphis rivalry that's not just Sounds and Redbirds, that's its own kind of uh, ecosystem, and, and the Sounds-Redbirds rivalry is, is a thing and has been for a long time. That'll continue. But outside of that, the Sounds never really had another another rival uh, in that way. Uh, and now, geographically, I think those typically lead to the best rivalries, the geographic ones, uh, Ohio State-Michigan, Carolina-Duke, you go on and on, Red Sox-Yankees, like, I think the geographics lend well to rivalries and whether it becomes Louisville or Gwinnett or uh, one of the others, I think we've got more opportunity for that. And I, I think that that can only be a good thing for everybody. Well, you, t- you said one thing in there that I think is very important for folks to know. If you want to sit in the front row and enjoy the game, you can do that. The sounds when they do come home, will have, is it 100% capacity? Because at one time it was near 100%. Is it still yeah. the first couple yeah, of so rows are going to be off limits or what's up? Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up because we're, we're trying to get the word out about this. We do start next Tuesday night, uh, the 11th of May. For that, for those first three games, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we're going to be at 40% uh, capacity or right, right around 40% capacity. Um, and then beginning on Friday, May the 14th, that's the date that, that Metro Nashville kind of recently came out with where, where our type of events, among others, uh, essentially have no capacity restrictions put on them anymore. And so beginning on May the 14th, uh, next Friday night, we will be at near 100% capacity. And the reason it's the word near is in there is that we're keeping a few sections for socially distanced uh, ticketing availability, pod style seating for those who, who want that. So other, so we're essentially like 98, 99% capacity because we'll have a couple of those types of sections, but otherwise, uh, it'll, it'll be fully open the way, you know, the way we're, we're used to seeing it. Uh, Major League Baseball, I know this is a hot topic for people on social media. I'm not going there in this way, but I'm <laughs> just bringing it up so fans are prepared. Major League Baseball, uh, is still implementing a mask requirement upon entry. So we want our fans to know that even though it's an outdoor venue, they are required for us being an MLB development league club, they are required to, to wear a mask upon entry. Uh, and if they're moving about the concourse, there'll be signage up uh, reminding fans to keep the mask on. But if they're in their seat and they're hanging out and they're, they're being a good citizen and they're eating and drinking, the mask can come down and, and they're not going to have somebody hounding them every second to put it back up as long as they're being a, a good human being to those around them. And that's all, all we're really asking. So the mask policy is an MLB thing, um, not a Metro Nashville thing, but we will be at near 100% capacity starting one week from tonight on, on the 14th. Visiting on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Nashville Sounds play-by-play man, Jeff Hem. Jeff, um, Oh, and two to start the season with a couple of losses at Toledo. You got the night off last night. So um, I don't know if you're familiar or not, but I've got people in Toledo 
Pizza Popolis. If you get okay. a chance, check it out. Okay. I'm uh, always I, I up mean, for and, and I, I probably should have hit you with this when you had it off night. <laughs> but regardless, um, you still get, you guys still have three games left to. Um, no, you got four because you got a doubleheader tonight, right? Yeah, we'll have four. Yeah, the, and that's the other kind of new thing in this, uh, and that's more COVID-driven. We've got six-game series. All Mondays are off days this season, and everything is a, a six-game series to, to minimize the commercial flights and the bus rides and all that. So I don't know if that'll stick in 2022. It certainly could, but at least for this year, everything is a six-game series. So I'm close to establishing full residency here in Toledo <laughs> uh, and will be by Sunday. So maybe I'll have a chance to get to that pizza joint. Okay. <laughs> I, I was fascinated when I saw the um, Nashville Sounds opening day roster to see, and, and Chris was as well, when I showed him D. Strange Gordon. Yes. One, he's changed his name, but two, D. Gordon, who has logged a lot of major league time, is yep. with you guys. Um, what um, early on? What do you feel like his impact has been? What will it be? How do the Brewers see him, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a great question, and it really is a good example of what the Brewers have tried to do in the last few weeks because they've been they've been ravaged by injuries. At one point, I think they had as many as 16 guys on the injured list leading Major League Baseball. They're still trying to get Christian Yelich fully healthy. They, they did get former sound Lorenzo Cain back recently. Um, but, but early in the year, they traded their longtime shortstop, Orlando Arcia, to Atlanta. And for we're a couple happy of to relievers. have him. Yeah, I'm sure you are. Uh, and they sent back a couple of hard-throwing relievers, both of whom I think at one point or another, somewhat fairly soon, we might see in a Sounds uniform. Uh, Chad Sabatka and Patrick Weigel are the names of the kids they got back. But mm-hmm. they traded Arcia uh, because they felt like Luis Urias, rightfully so, is their shortstop of the future. Um, but it did thin them out then with a couple of other injuries that happened on the middle infield. Uh, after that trade, it thinned them out a little bit. So they went out and they signed D. Strange Gordon, and they also signed another longtime big leaguer, a Nashville resident these days, Logan Forsythe, uh, who is with us and had not been in, in uh, regular spring training or at an alt site with anybody. So he's still kind of working his way back into game-ready shape. He's with us but hasn't played yet. But Strange Gordon, to your question, has played in the first couple of games, and he's batting lead off, and he's in there at shortstop, and you can see the speed is there, even though he's – getting along in his career a little bit more. But this is a guy that not that long ago was a batting champion, was a two-time All-Star, was stealing 60 bags a year. So he's a he's a great sign, I think, for the Brewers. You know, minor league free agent, it was not an expensive deal probably for them uh, to have a really solid insurance policy down at AAA at, uh, at the middle infield. And to answer the question, because I'm getting it too, people are like, is that is that the same D. Gordon? It is. He last September – when he was with the Mariners, informed Seattle that he wanted to go back to using his given name, which is Strange uh, Hyphen Gordon. It's to honor his late mother. His mother, I read an article about it recently. His mother was tragically uh, shot and killed by her boyfriend when Dee was seven years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, her name was um, Devana. Uh, I want to make sure I get her. Uh, let's see. Dee's given name is Deveris. Strange Gordon, and I believe her name was Devana 
strange. And so he wanted to work the strange part back into his name uh, to, to honor his mother. He's also done some charitable work over the years to help kids who've been, who are in families who've had uh, domestic abuse uh, killings in their families. So he's really trying to bring some awareness and some help and some resources to, to that cause. And so that, that led to the name change, uh, Going back, I, I guess his name of Deveris Strange Gordon, he was going by that as an amateur. Early in pro ball, there was a PA announcer who, who butchered the name, and it led him to say, you know what, I'm just going to be D. Gordon. And he, he kept that for a long time and now has decided to go back to, to honor his mother by, by going back to a, a fuller version of his given name. D. Gordon's father, of course. Former major yeah, league reliever, Flash. Flash, Tom Flash Gordon, yeah. And you and I, Jeff, are of an age where we remember Flash. I had him on some of our early fantasy baseball teams. But, uh, yeah, D, um, the active major league leader in stolen bases, I think, is what I saw yeah. in your notes with 333. Yep. So hopefully he'll get to add to that total here at some point. But um, the Nashville Sounds will be finishing up a six-game series in Toledo this weekend with a doubleheader today starting at 5 o'clock, a 4 o'clock single game on Saturday, and a 105 game on Sunday. Jeff, where can people hear those? We are on ESPN 94.9 and the Game Nashville app, also the MILB First Pitch app, uh, links on our website as well, so a couple of different ways people can get it. I appreciate you uh, giving me the opportunity to shout that out. And uh, with our ballpark opening up, uh, even to near capacity one week from tonight, we want to remind people that NashvilleSounds.com has their ticket opportunities. We are going all mobile, all digital with tickets, just like other our other friends around town have done. No, no more uh, tangible tickets to pick up at the will call envelope. So there are instructions and easy ways online to learn how to get your digital tickets. It's a very simple process. So hopefully people are aware of that and the, the more they know before they go next Tuesday or next Friday or anywhere in that first homestand, the, the more seamlessly they'll enjoy our great experience again. You can follow Jeff Hem on Twitter at it is Jeff Hem PBP as in play by play. One word. Jeff Yes, all one yep, you got it. Jeff H E M P B P You got it. Hey, yeah. Um Jeff Hamm, the play-by-play announcer for the Nashville Sounds, joining us here on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. Jeff, thank you so much for taking some time out of your pregame prep, and um, hopefully we can catch up with you next Friday around this same time. Sounds great, guys. Thanks for the invite. Appreciate it. Thank you. See ya. There you go. Jeff Hamm, play-by-play man. Nashville Sounds. Sounds Sounds good to me. like a home run. (laughs) We're excited. Uh, to get to the next segment because there were some positive things that happened yesterday in the Atlanta Braves world, and we can't believe it. We'll talk to you about it on the other side of the break on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Stick around. Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast brought to you by Parks Motor Sales. Don't forget to listen each day live 9 to 11 a.m. on WKOM 1017 FM in Columbia. Also visit our website sm-tnsports.com for more local sports coverage in Southern Middle Tennessee.